Welcome to the Daily Cron for Thursday, April 11th, 2019. I'm Stephen Tolton. So today I was looking at Twitter and I saw some tweets about how the Drafts Pro subscription for some people is renewing, and I checked my own uh, app subscriptions in the App Store app on iOS, and I saw that, yes, uh, I also have a Drafts Pro subscription coming up for renewal this month. And it got me thinking about app subscriptions and how they have worked out over the last several years since it really became a uh, a big thing that Apple was pushing and they changed some of the rules and you know with and created better uh, subscription renewal re- auto renewing subscriptions and that kind of th- deal. Um, so first, Drafts is a really great app that I use every day, all the time, and they uh, and it's a I think it's a perfect example of how software subscriptions can work really well. So Drafts is an app that uh, is where your text starts. So I open it up all the time to start any kind of text. And then you can kind of, on iOS, you can just kind of send it to other apps and do other things to it. Uh, But it starts there. It has a nice editor in there. It can handle different kinds of formats. It's really great. And it's been it's been out for a while. Drafts five is the latest version that's been out for I guess a year now. And the it's an app I bought I bought long ago and I've been using. And when it came up when the the pro subscription came out, I jumped on board. And one of the things that the subscription gives you is access to the Mac app, which also came out this year. And I saw when I was looking at uh, Twitter that a tweet from Greg uh, Pierce, the actual developer was there when he was talking about the one-year anniversary coming up of uh, the, uh, I think, of uh, the Drafts 5 release. <clears throat> and, he, and he said that the Mac version was thanks in, to the support of pro subscribers. And I said, this is, this, is the, this is exactly what the whole app subscription model was for. And so it, it, it was designed so that as a developer, you can get recurring revenue so that then you can grow your business or you know add new features or in this case expand the app in, onto another platform because it's it's uh, i think by now it's pretty obvious that most people don't want to pay for apps i mean if you put an app in the store and you set a price any price on it you're unlikely to get many downloads maybe games work a little differently but even there you see the most popular games are freemium type games and for apps, it's the same deal. It's like everything's uh, free to download, free to at least try. But I've noticed that since uh, you know Apple really started pushing the subscription model, more and more apps were at, have been adding it. And I thought at first that this might be a problem because I thought uh, subscription fatigue would kick in pretty quickly. Like we had this debate when it, when this, these changes were first rolled out. I think they were a couple years ago now. <clears throat> we had this debate about like how many apps can somebody actually subscribe to. But, you know, it turns out, I think, uh, I was a bit skeptical at the time, but I, I've been seeing success stories like drafts. Um, I think I'm becoming a little less skeptical about it. I mean, I think the uh, the issue is that their fatigue may be a real thing. Subscription fatigue may be a real thing, but something like uh, drafts, I think, is like 20 bucks a year. So if you have an app that is just providing an insane amount of value and you use all the time, and is really well designed and built, and then you're paying a subscription fee, well, it's easy to keep paying that subscription fee because you're getting a lot of value for it. If 
uh, if someone wants to cancel their subscription to your app, it's probably because either you're not providing enough value for that subscriber to think it's worth it anymore, which in which case that's on you for, you know, that means it's possible that the subscriber is asking too much, but often it's the, it's a, it's a feedback that you should take seriously. And then the um the other issue is maybe they have like financial issues or whatever and they or some other random reason that has nothing to do with the value of the app and then they cancel in the way, which case you'd want them to cancel because <laughs> you know uh you know you want them to take care of their financial issue or whatever so uh i think that maybe i was originally thinking too broadly like uh the app subscriptions uh, for me personally work when they are for apps that I use a lot, that I get a lot of value from, and that are that are well designed. And so I don't even have a lot of them, but I guess active ones I have seven right now, and I have a few expired ones. But I have like like seven active ones right now, and I can tell you that at least probably three or four of them I'm definitely going to be keeping active because they're just so useful. So the types of apps that I found myself personally that the subscription model really works, something like <clears throat> something like Drafts, because I use it every day. Uh, Apple Music, that's kind of an obvious one, because it's a music subscription service. Uh, Overcast, I've been a long-time subscriber of that app. Uh, RoboKiller, I use that one a lot, because of all the calls. Uh, Bear, you know, like, you could. there's kind of a, a trend in a lot of these apps where they're providing some kind of service on the back end often. I think Bear is for syncing and that kind of deal. <clears throat> or I'm subscribing because I want to support the product or the developer. So like Recaf, I want to support uh Joe Saplinski. And uh you know I really like the app and I use it literally every day. And that so that that's like kind of my two criteria. Is it something I'm using all the time every day and it's and it's a pretty cheap subscription, then yeah, why don't I'm gonna, so I'm gonna subscribe to it if it's I'm getting value from it every day, why not? Or if it's a subscription service, then that that's that makes sense. But when I think of these app subscription model, I'm thinking more in terms of apps that are providing value, but not nece- you're not necessarily subscribing to some service like uh, Netflix or whatever. So I'm thinking more more like the recaf model, the drafts model, uh, not so much like the Apple Music model. And uh, it's definitely a model of a business model that. I'm going to continue to pay attention to and look uh, closely at. I, I just haven't had like a great, a great idea for something that you know might make sense. But maybe the success of apps like Drafts and I, I think the relative success of Recaf as well. Like these are by people I either know well or I've met before, and I know that they're indie, they're kind of independent developers, and yet, and their software isn't like a giant uh, backend service yet. I'm willing to, to to subscribe to it and other people are willing. So maybe my whole mental framework of what is an appropriate subscription app has really shifted since these first came out. You know, now, as I said, I used to think there would be much more subscription fatigue, but I think that hasn't really come to place because I don't think uh I, I don't think people are all charging like fifty dollars a month or something for the for these apps. They're charging small fees and then uh trying to provide a lot of value and keep you on so that when you get through the first year they start getting a fi- um you know Apple starts taking only 15% instead of 30 uh and so <clears throat> there's a lot of incentive in the whole system for you to be as a developer providing value 
and keeping the price reasonable for whatever it is you're providing. Uh, it's a whole different ballgame if you're talking about enterprise software. That stuff is a whole whole different situation. But we've already had long-term experience with enterprise software subscriptions. I mean, I've been around that world for a long time. The idea of subscriptions for consumer software is what I was more skeptical about, but it seems to be working. Uh, it works uh, if your software is good and you're providing value. And you got to remember that you don't need to have everybody who has an iOS device subscribe to your software. You just need some fraction of them, just the people that actually need need your software to, to be willing to subscribe to. And even then, you only need usually like a fraction of the people that actually that download the software to uh, actually subscribe for you to you know make any money. The uh, the whole idea of of like a bundled subscription, though, is something I've I've thought about for years. You saw recently with Apple the arcade uh, uh, subscription service that Apple hasn't really given us details about, but is coming. We're going to have games that you can play in the service for some flat monthly fee. <clears throat> you also have. Uh, on the Mac side, you have the Set app, I believe it's called, the subscription service, where you can uh, pay a monthly fee and access any of these curated apps that are in there. I I still think Apple may introduce something like that in the future. They're willing to do it for games to create like a curated area of games to try to cut down on the worst excesses of the freemium game market. <clears throat> I still think that they may introduce that for regular apps too. Um, not not for certain. But I think SetApp has done pretty well on the Mac platform. Um, but maybe they won't. Maybe the fact that subscriptions seem to be doing well for so many developers, uh, some of whom are charging premium rates because uh, their software is very uh, complex and you know uh, they're creating a lot of value add, especially on the Mac side of things, where subscriptions tend to be a little more expensive. I mean, perhaps the, the success of that means that they won't do that. Because uh, I still think, though, that it's within the realm of possibility that that'll happen someday. Uh, I don't know how that would work out. But if I was Apple and I was thinking of someday offering something like that, then I would be working for years ahead of time to make sure the infrastructure was there, make sure that developers understood how to do subscriptions, to make sure that users were, you know, customers were got accustomed to paying for subscriptions and that it could manage them and all that kind of infrastructure and habit formation and expectation management before I would introduce something like that. So I still think it's within the realm of possibility, though. I don't expect it this year at all, but I would say as early as next WWDC, like if the subscription services are rolling out this year for the Apple TV stuff, for um, the games, if that works out, I could see them expanding it a little bit into some kind of uh, subscription bundle service, maybe curated apps, maybe like best of or something like that. I don't know. I don't know how they would do it. Uh, but uh, I definitely think that may be coming. Uh, because even though I, I may have overestimated subscription fatigue, I do think it, there is a limit to how much people will subscribe uh, to to a bunch of apps. And so bundling makes a lot of sense. and. It's basically how you got to cable TV. <laughs> you know, like different TV channels cost a bunch of money to carry. And so you need to have, and some are more expensive than others. So cable providers bundle them together so that you were basically subsidizing the more expensive channels with the cheaper channels. And, you know, and uh, the same thing seems to be happening with software. 
where uh, where everything is coming to becoming subscription services because that's great for the companies providing the software and while some people really hate the subscription service i think it's i, I do think it, it actually works out well when as i said when the software is good um so that's going to be that's just kind of my my random thoughts about subscriptions today uh, i'm sure i'll have more to talk about it in the future but it just kind of came to mind because of the, the the tweets i was seeing and if you want to check out drafts, and I highly recommend you do, if you um, do anything with text on your iPhone and your Mac even, uh, this is my favorite application for many years uh, for as the starting place for any kind of text that I want to create. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes to the drafts webpage so you can go there and there are links to download either app, the iOS version or the Mac version from the appropriate store. And uh, I highly recommend giving it a shot, trying it out. Uh, and see if you find it as uh, amazingly useful as I do. And if you are a type of person who has a lot of subscriptions, or maybe the opposite, hates subscriptions, I would love to hear what your thinking is on that. So you can get in touch with me on Twitter at Stolten. Uh, you can find me. You can find a contact form on the website dailycronpodcast.com, and let me know what you think about software subscriptions. Are they do they work for you? Do you hate them? Do you love them? Uh, if you're a developer yourself and you are and you've exper- experimented with subscriptions, uh, I'd love to hear about your experiences too. Uh, you know, plus and minus. Tonight I'm going down to Philly Coca for um, our annual, like our annual, <laughs> our monthly meeting, <laughs> regular meeting down at Indie Hall, and uh, maybe I'll bring it up as a topic. You know, if if it. Uh, it makes sense there during the social hour because, you know, there's definitely some some people down there who uh, have successful businesses going on with uh, subscriptions. So I'd like to check in with them too. So we'll see. But if you're in the Philly area, by the way, you can come down to Indie Hall tonight. Um, 6.30, I think, is when we start officially. Yeah. It's around, get there between 6 and 6.30, and we're going to have a, a fun meeting. And then we usually go for beer at Second Story Brewing, I believe. So it's always a good time. Get to meet a lot of great developers. Uh, and if you do want to find out more about Philly Coca, uh, their Philly Coca Heads group, just go to phillycoca.org. Okay, that's it. I will talk to you next time. <laughs>